Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Rockstar Manifestors podcast. I am Patty, and I am talking today all things or some things Christmas and manifesting. Uh, since I am recording this, uh, we are 11 days away from Christmas on the day that I'm recording this. So it's uh, December 14th of 2023. And I thought it would be fun to make some comparisons and also show you how you can use Christmas as a guide to manifesting. So before I dive into it, I'm going to say if you have uh, any little ears <laughs> listening along with you or that can hear that might be able to hear the podcast, I'm going to invite you to either wait till later or put some headphones on because I'm going to be talking about some of that, uh, the Santa secrets that only adults can know, if you know what I mean. So if there's little ears, know that you will know these Santa secrets uh, at the right time. But you know, there's some Santa secrets that only adults can know for a while. And we were once kids that didn't know the Santa secret. So just a little bit about that, because um, we don't want to give away those secrets too early. So <laughs> now that that's out there and you know, you're either listening later or you have earphones or it is nothing that you have to worry about like me. So uh, also with this connection to kids, that's one of the inspirations for this episode. Um, and I invite you to you know, if you're not quite yet in the holiday spirit, Christmas, whatever kind of, you know, you celebrate or observe or just kind of notice uh, and invite you to, regardless of that, lean into just experiencing life, thinking, acting like a kid as much as you can. And yes, it's uncomfortable. Sometimes we think we look silly, but that's great. That's actually good for us. So uh, kids are brilliant and intuitive manifestors uh, without difficulty. They do it by default, which is also kind of this correlation and example that um, not realizing it or kind of doing it effortlessly is something we're doing all the time. The trick is as we uh, you know, become adults and start our thinking and opinions and beliefs and things start changing and society affects that everything to let go of control and look at life and experiences and what we're manifesting like kids. And we are always manifesting. So doing it intentionally and for the things that we want is really what we want to get back to. Because like I said, kids do this automatically, naturally, intuitively, and they are brilliant at it. If you haven't really uh, noticed that, just, you know, if you're, uh, if you have kids in your family or you know people with kids, can I just keep an eye on them? You know, just kind of notice things like that. And then you might see these comparisons that I will, that I will be uh, talking about today. So if anything, you know, if nothing else sticks, I just invite you to lean into acting and experiencing and going through life like a kid as much as you can and doing it on on purpose uh, to tap into that kid-like fun, uh, brilliant manifesting 
energy. So I'm going to be making this comparison, just kind of walking through the steps and showing you how they relate to the process of manifesting. And hopefully that will help either uh, give you a better understanding of what manifesting is, give you an example that you can use and kind of refer back to. And this doesn't have to obviously apply only at Christmas, but it's fun. It's seasonal, uh, seasonally appropriate uh, right now in this real-time moment. So let's see. Uh, it might be kind of a quick one, but we'll see. We'll see. I usually don't have any problem finding things to talk about. So uh, asking, I'm going to go down the list. So asking Asking, like the asking when we want to ask, deciding what we want, asking for what we want, um, setting the intentions, however it is that, that you relate to asking, is like a kid making a Christmas list, right? And there is obviously more than one way that this is done. Uh, if you are of my age, kind of like the Gen X age range, and they might still do this now, but I don't really, I'm not around little kids so much anymore with niece and nephews and things like that being older. <laughs> uh, but when I was a kid and we had like the big Sears catalog or some kind of big Toys R Us, you know, toy catalog that we would, that would come in the mail and it was so exciting for us. And so circling, going through and circling the things that we wanted, making a list, you know, cutting out those pictures and maybe putting them on the fridge or making sure that we pointed them out to our parents or whoever, also writing a list to Santa, writing a letter to Santa, making a Christmas list and to let Santa know what they want, right? And now they have all sorts of really cool ways to make that so much easier because they have these mailboxes in malls and at Christmas events. A friend of mine and I were at one recently, kind of like a little Christmas fair, and they had a spot, you know, a spot where kids could walk up and make their list or their letter to Santa and drop it in that little mailbox to head right to the North Pole. And it's also done online now. I know there's ways of doing that, doing Santa, Santa letters, but the asking, so making a list and for us in you know, in manifesting, this is like writing down our desires, writing down our goals, writing what we want life to look like, what we want to be experiencing, making a vision board, right? Of like that toy catalog for kids, putting things on a board that we want to have, that we want to see, that we want to experience. So that's that asking part. I, you know, um, having fun with that process, kind of looking through the magazine of life and creating your vision board, making your goals list. That is the asking portion or the asking part. Then next is believing. Kids believe in Santa. Like, the, you know, they don't have to see Santa. They know, depending on their age, they know that the Santas that they sit on the laps of, you know, are Santa's helpers. And, but they believe in Santa and they know they've never actually seen him come down the chimney. They, it's just a belief. And if you are someone who, you know, who celebrated Christmas in that way or uh, does believe in Santa, and I say does because I still believe in Santa and I believe in Santa in the spirit, definitely. Of Santa, and I'll touch on that in just a, in just a second. But believing and having that faith and trust, and just knowing 
without having physical evidence up front, right? Knowing that Santa's real. Santa's real. Kids have no no doubt about that. And um and I just remember, you know, that we we, you know, the ways we do things. I'm trying not to <laughs> not to give away stuff as well, but you know, there shouldn't be little kids listening. But we kept uh my brother, who is four years younger than me, once I learned the Super Santa secrets, I was in on helping him continue that belief and supporting that belief. So doing things like that. So like kids believing in Santa Claus and that he brings all the toys. He knows, he sees all, he knows what they're doing. He knows who's naughty and nice, right? That is the universe or deity or God or source or spirit, uh, whatever, again, that resonates with you or that you work with, or that is real for you. It's having that unwavering belief, regardless of what other people say, not having tangible physical, you know, proof, like a, a person that you can see, know that just like Santa has his Santa helpers, right. That are show up in malls and the kids can take their pictures with that. There is the same thing. The universe source spirit deity, um, you know, has helpers as well, angels and spirits and all these things. So this is like that magic and that spirit and that um, belief in Christmas and in magic and in Santa and the universe, having that belief and touching a little bit on a physical kind of reminder, representation of belief. If you are familiar with the movie, uh, The Polar Express, there's a jingle bell, right? The the boy, and I am terrible with names. I watch this every year, but I, I sometimes like in the moment, I lose, I lose names of characters and things like that. But has, oh, excuse me, has the jingle bell, right? He gets a jingle bell from Santa. And the premise is that as long as you can hear the jingle bell, then you believe in Santa. And so he loses it. And then it shows up under his Christmas tree, uh, the following or the, on Christmas morning. And when he rings it, and I have a little jingle bell, the reason I'm telling the story is I have this little jingle bell. And in the movie, it says like, if you hear the bell, then you believe. And if you don't, then you've lost the belief. And when he rings it on Christmas morning, him and his sister hear the bell, but his parents don't hear it. And they say, oh, it's too bad. It's not working. Or, oh, it's, you know, something must be wrong with it or something along those lines. But him and his sister heard it perfectly clear. So I actually have this jingle bell. And if you're watching on YouTube or on the Spotify video, you see that I have a Christmas hook. I actually had a string, but I'd had it for several years and I put it, um, you know, hung it and it just wasn't too big. So it actually broke. So when I was getting my Christmas decorations out this year, I put a Christmas hook on it, but I still have it here close by. And that is that physical representation of, I believe that believe that belief, faith, and trust in, in uh, a higher um, being, higher energy, higher power, whatever. And that I have this belief and faith and trust because I can hear the bell. And if you can hear it, then you have some some form or some belief in there for yourself as well. So asking 
believing in Santa Claus and then believing in your universe, the universe, you fill in the word that works for you and not worrying about how it's going to happen. This is also part of the belief part, not worrying. Kids don't worry. They don't care. They don't need to know how it is that the presents show up on Christmas morning, how it is that they got under the tree, how Santa fit them all through the chimney or apartments and homes that don't have chimneys. They don't need, they don't care. Sometimes they might ask, how is it that Santa got in here? But they really don't care. Once they get the presents and have that belief in Santa, they they don't worry about that stuff. They don't worry about the steps it took. They don't worry about, is Santa, you know, going to make the, the right toy at the North Pole? Or how is it going to get here? And how do really all those presents fit in the sleigh? They might ask those questions, but it doesn't take away from the magic of it, right? They don't know or even really care how it happens. And they don't have any concept or they don't have a clue as to what's happening outside of their knowledge, right? Outside of their experience to make their wishes a reality. So what the Santa helpers, what you know, the 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 uh real world Santa helpers do behind the scenes to get it there. But us as adults, we really do get caught up in that a lot. Like, how is it going to happen? What are the steps? Uh, where is it coming from? How is it going to show up? What is it going to look like? And so we can visualize all these things and that taps into the belief part of it. But the kids, if that's when you catch yourself, that's what I have the bell for, for myself. When I catch myself getting caught up in the nuts and bolts of it, the how, the when, what's it going to look like? That's when I catch myself and ring my little bell every now and then. And so maybe you have a bell for yourself and you keep it around or some other type of talisman or reminder that when we get caught up in the details, we're actually pushing it further away because we're limiting how things can actually happen. So again, tap into that childlike, like, I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm just so excited that it's going to be here. And I cannot wait for Christmas morning or whatever day it is that your manifestation becomes a reality. So letting go of the nuts and bolts and the how and the when and all that, all that good stuff. Again, be like a kid, get excited about it. And then the receiving Christmas morning. Oh my goodness. Now they are so excited to wake up and see how mag how Santa magically delivered all the presents and how they're arranged and, you know, which version of the toy or which model or whatever the case is, which I'm going back to my age range again, when I was a kid, like the cabbage patch, you know, which cabbage patch is going to show up and, um, what color hair? So all those things are like exciting to them, right? They're like, oh, and what's it wrapped in? And what's it look like? And this feeling of joy of all this anticipation and all this excitement actually becoming real, basically right before their eyes. They just wake up and there it is. Their presents have been delivered and they have so much fun with the experiencing of it that a lot of times, 
making that connection as adults, we really sometimes forget or don't allow ourselves to enjoy it and revel in it and act like a child and be as happy as a child about it. And I caught myself doing that last year. Last year, I contributed to a compilation book. So I I became a published author, which was something that was like one of my, you know, manifestations. And when I got the copies, like the printed copies that that were delivered to me, my copies and and things like that, I almost kind of, you know, was like, oh, it's not that big a deal. You know, I was like, oh my God, this is great. I caught myself almost not allowing myself to celebrate it. And it really was a big damn deal, right? It's like the process and going through that and the commitment and the follow through and the end result. So also this reminder to us to celebrate and enjoy and experience and have fun with the gifts that are delivered to us, with the manifestations that we get, the the goals, the intentions manifested, the results, enjoy them celebrate them, use them, have fun, you know, go, go experience life with this manifestation that you, that you have now. So allowing ourselves to not only receive, but enjoy what we have manifested and received. So that is the basic framework that I have, right? Um, and I did want to touch on because there might you might have this thought, and it is also a reality, not getting exactly what you asked for or what we asked for. That happens to kids as well. And I use I'll use an example that I referenced just a little bit ago, like with the cabbage patch. I asked for a cabbage patch and I wanted a cabbage patch when I was a kid. And I did not get the authentic cabbage patch. I didn't get the, I don't know, whatever you call it, like the certified or the one that comes with the adoption papers and all that. And yes, in the moment was I, you know, oh, bummer, or I don't really specifically remember, but I do still remember the doll that I did get. And I guess kind of once I got past that or just kind of allowed myself, like, you know what this is, you know, I loved that doll. I ended up I almost like, I don't want to say ended up loving the doll because it was just kind of like, oh, it's not a real cabbage patch. But then it was like, so what? So what? I still have this doll and I still, you know, can do these things and she can sit on my bed and whatever it was, right? That I think I just, I really did wanted her to sit on my bed, just have this doll. And I kind of, not kind of, I did. I let go of that. Oh, but it's not a cabbage patch. It's not like I got rid of her or detested her or anything along those lines. I actually loved her just fine, just as much. And it didn't make a difference in the end that it wasn't an authentic, I think that's the word I was looking for. It wasn't an authentic, real Cabbage Patch, but I loved her and had great experiences with her and didn't resent her or hate her at all. She was absolutely perfect for me. So yes, that does happen. And it may be disappointing and it might even suck at the time, but it also starts to teach the lesson of it's not a no, it's just not that version or not right now when we, you know, when in the instances when kids 
and ourselves as well as adults don't get the thing or in the time that we wanted or whatever is not what we asked for or is not what we expected is not doesn't look like what we wanted it to look like not the version maybe not getting the exact version will create that space to get something better down the line or it's just you know a stepping stone to the real thing or to something better which is usually the case in in our manifesting type of experience and it does happen and it is a realization when we look back like oh i didn't get that like when i'm like when i was came up with this example and preparing uh my notes for this podcast episode and coming up on that cabbage patch example i mean i didn't have these thoughts back then right i didn't have these thoughts like oh it's not a cabbage patch but i love her just as much it just happened I just went on with life and experienced life with the doll that I did get. But looking back and learning these lessons now as an adult and making these connections, it's like, oh, but did it really matter that it wasn't that? No, but we get very caught up in the moment because it, we're so close to the desires or um, we're so focused on the disappointment or that it's not the exact same thing that we wanted or at the time, you know, it didn't show up Christmas morning, maybe for example, but it does happen. And it's not a no, it's either not this or just not now. And we do learn that. I invite you to kind of look back on experiences as a kid or even any time in life when you didn't get the exact same thing or the exact thing that you wanted, the exact experience get it at the right time. Looking back from a not being so close to it point, what was the result? Was it just as good? What did it deter from you in any way? And look at those those types of things. And I know we don't see that as kids and very often they do experience that disappointment when they don't get it, but they also bounce back, I think quicker. <laughs> A lot of times, right? Because they're just like, okay, you know, yes, they they might be upset, but what can I do instead? Or this doesn't feel good. So what can I go do that does feel good? And I know they're not having those conscious thoughts, but that's what the end end result is. So we can learn so much by looking at how kids authentically, naturally, intuitively manifest and watching that happen. And just taking a step back from the Christmas example, um, because I did come up with some other things to talk about that um, with this connection with kids and how they just enjoy life. They enjoy the experience or they, you know, experience what is there for them. Uh, it happens in other ways that that I can't, there there's other examples, non-Christmas examples is what I wrote down. And one of those is, ties to envisioning um, having the thing that we want within the capacity and the space and the in the ways that we can. There was another way I wanted to say that that I think I used recently, but again, it's I'm in the middle of talking and so it's escaped my brain. But a kid will very often use a, box, you know, a box that a toy came in or a shipping box or, you know, something 
uh, a big box, even like, I don't even know if they have boxes for refrigerators anymore, but like big boxes, they use them and make them into toys. Like they pretend it's a spaceship or a race car or whatever the case is, right? And so that's tapping into that imagination and living as if they're still riding around in that cardboard box, like they're going, you know, around the racetrack or uh, on the train tracks or shooting off into space or it being a time machine or a fort or a tent or a castle, whatever it is, they're enjoying that box as if it's the real thing. So we can also use that in our day-to-day -day life. How can I enjoy this as if it's the real thing, as if it's practice for the real thing, as if it's getting me used to or getting me comfortable or accustomed to this process? And how can I enjoy the hell out of what I have now as if it's a cardboard box, and but you're using it as if it's the real thing? And then... um creating the experience, like the um, sensory experiences. And the example that I came up with that is when kids put baseball cards or playing cards, I attach it to the frame of the bike so that it hits the spokes of the wheel. And that was the version of acting as if our bikes were motorcycles. I didn't do that one, but you know, my brother and his friends did. And I know that's a very common common thing that at least they did do. I don't know if they do it so much anymore, but just create something. You know, if you want, like if you want to have, imagine having a beautiful space or uh, a beautifully decorated home or just loving your space and living in a space that you love and you're not experiencing that in this moment, what can you do to help you do that? You know, can you decorate it a little bit differently? Can you get a candle or essential oils that make the space smell good? You know, get a little bit um, nicer sheets now instead of waiting till you're in your dream home or in your new home. How can you create or start to create experiences that resemble that or that are as close to that or that mimic that, like the card in the spokes of the wheel, mimicking a motorcycle sound. So how can you create the experiences and just enjoy the hell out of it anyway, right? Have fun, pretend you are. I'm just going to this kid's example. Pretend you are riding that motorcycle because you hear the, the car going making the motorcycle sound. So I invite you to tap into these ideas about manifesting like a kid at Christmas and then just using this kid-like resourcefulness, fun, imagination, uh, play in your adult life more and more often. There was an ex a time a few, I guess a couple years ago now, where I was living um, in, in the, at the apartment that, that I lived in a few years ago. And there was a park that uh, I would walk around and we were there. They had closed off part of the park because they were updating the play equipment for the kids. And so once it opened, a friend of mine and I were walking. And so we, they had opened the playground part and we're like, Hey, let's go down the slide. And I had her video it. I had her video me 
choking down the slide. And then I shared that video. I think it, I'm sure it was like on a story or something like that. And so I had her video me just to basically exemplify, you know, play like a kid. Hey, we checked out this new playground, uh, even though we're adults. And what someone commented on the story really stuck with me. And it was, it was really cool. Someone says, oh my gosh, your laugh is contagious as I was going down the slide. Now I wasn't consciously thinking like, oh, I'm laughing or I need to laugh or whatever. It was part of the experience. And having that reflected back to me, it was like, yeah, I was, I was having fun like a kid. So uh, go, you know, swing on a swing, go down a slide. If you are familiar with the creator of Spanx, uh, Sarah, I think it's Sarah, I think Blake, Blakely is her last name. I am awful with names, apparently. Um, she, I saw something either in an article or on a post, something that she did where she would swing on a swing. She would take breaks from work and go swing on a swing out, you know, the playground behind the building or whatever it was. So do that. Uh, one thing I did recently was just pretend I was playing or I played hopscotch. I didn't make the actual squares with chalk on the ground, but I was like with my dad outside, like, do you know the hopscotch pattern? Or we started talking about the hopscotch pattern for some reason. And I just jumped the hopscotch pattern on the sidewalk, even without the squares there. And it was fun. It was something silly to break up my day. So I invite you to simply have fun experience life as a kid as much as you can and see how that affects your energy, your manifesting results. Uh, you're letting go of the attachment to the results. So I would love to hear your feedback on it. You can email me over at vision, V-I-S-I-O-N at bluemoonmanifestations.com. You can comment in the uh, comments, depending on where you're watching or listening to this podcast. And also just comment on uh, social media. I put the podcast post up on my social media and just let me know what childlike fun you have incorporated in your day. What result, like even if you notice it improved how the rest of your day went, right? That's manifesting right there. You've manifested a better result, a different result for your day by shifting your energy and your mood and, and, and letting go of the cruddy stuff. So I would love to hear your thoughts about this or your experience with acting more like a kid. And also if you have ideas, topics that you would like me to talk about, the same methods, you can send those to me and I will do my best because I'd love to talk and share about stuff that you all are also uh, specifically interested in hearing. And the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll ask is if you think this will resonate with someone or you know someone that might enjoy this type of content, share this out, share this podcast out, uh, leave a review if that's something that you are, you know, feeling like doing, called to do. And uh, if you're listening to this around the Christmas time of 2023, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, enjoy your time. And if you're not, well, tap into that Christmas spirit if you're listening to it at some other time <laughs> in the future. And I will uh, see you guys, talk to you guys uh, again next week. Take care.